Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Damien, and we will be discussing John Wick, Chapter 1. I'm up. I'm up. You like that, huh? Nice ride. Thanks. How much? Excuse me? How much for the car? She's not for sale. You have a good day, sir. Daisy. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan. You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. Nobody? But nobody. No, just sorting some stuff out. Task your crew. How many? As many as you have. Hey, John. I thought I'd let myself in. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm not afraid of John Wick. Uh-huh. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. All right, dude. So, John Wick came out in 2014. You just watched it two nights ago. Why did it take you so long? Uh, I don't I know. I don't. I think it's because you didn't ever like really sit me down and force me to watch it. I just I thought it was uh, you know reading the premise. It sounds like it's going to be awful. I'm only one man. I know sometimes I'm again I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to comes comes to the words like right now. <laughs> but I give you good recommendations on the regular, and you just ignore them. So how? I mean, it's not my fault. Don't blame I, me. I mean, it's past the point that it's easy for me to. To like just quickly jump into, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't have physical media like you. You obviously own it. I'm sure I could find it somewhere online, but it's like, you know, the barrier to entry is fairly high. You have a job? I do have a job. You have a disposable income? I have some disposable income. You watch a lot of movies? I do watch a fair amount of movies. I don't, I don't understand the problem. Well, you wouldn't. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, there's a lot you don't get. That's true. That's all accurate. So... I mean, you're on vacation. You're down at our house, right? My house. Yeah, it's mostly a weekend. Weekend, whatever. Yeah. Um, we watched John Wick 1. 
chapter 1. You like it. Then we watch John Wick chapter 2 the next night. I'm hoping your little your little brain can differentiate between the two for this podcast, right? I don't know. I mean, they're mostly the same thing, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he has a pit bull in one. That's true. And he has a little little beagle in in the other. Yeah, the pit bull is pretty well behaved too. R.I.P. Beagle. R.I.P. Beagle. Oh, fuck, man. Man, it's, uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Okay. That's the only reason the movie works. That's it. I mean, I mean, we, we discussed this yesterday. Yeah, because you get fucked up from watching the beagle. Right. Yeah. Right. If the if the beagle. I mean, are we supposed to be getting into this this quick? I don't know. I mean, we usually like bullshit thing, yeah. a little bit, a little yeah. play, a little grab yeah, ass. Little, what little are you doing? Play. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into why this movie works, because you know, I just want I want to see how you're doing. Mm. What's new, man? Um. Yeah. Nothing new. I would say just uh, a lot of DQ, a lot, a lot of, of DQ, a lot of the Dairy Queen. Right. Had a burrito this morning. Yep. Yep. Down here uh, just for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Got beat up on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a hamburger. Get, yeah. Getting okay. tattooed. That sucked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's never fun. Uh, you went you went baby shopping with me this morning. Well, we didn't shop for a baby. We did. We started our baby registry. Not not our baby registry, but my my beautiful wife and my registry. It'd be weird if it was your our our baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's unclear to me right now if we purchased a baby or if. <laughs> if we're buying, if the two of us are buying things for our baby, okay, like, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so you were uh, a good friend to join me while Nicolette and I started Nicolette and I's baby, little Violet baby registry, and you were there to help me navigate through the the just clusterfuck that is buying stuff for a first time father. Got it. Yeah, now I remember. It's coming back to me. moral <laughs> okay. support. Moral support. I mean, it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much shit. Too much, man. Yeah. And and there's just there's too many options. What what diapers do I get? What what baby uh, what breast pump do I need? What uh what what is it? Butt butter? Butt cream? What <laughs> yeah. the hell is that? Boudreaux's. Like what do you need, man? I don't, I don't know. know. Butt paste. I don't know what this little person it needs. It came in a big tube, but that means you're going to need a lot of it. I, yeah. And what was the advice you gave me for the first 6 months? Just keep the baby alive. You just got to keep that thing alive. That's man. it. That's your only role. That's my only responsibility. Yeah. Just gotta man, keep that thing alive. That's a lot of responsibility. It is. I'm not a human being. I need to rethink this whole thing, man. Yeah, I think you made a mistake. I might have to come stay with you for a little bit. <sighs> yeah, I don't want. That's not going to work out well. No, I mean, I mean wow. I, I, yeah, I don't have. A, I don't have. I'm just saying, I don't have a whole lot of room. There's I not mean, much space. Oh, man. All right. Well, and we're on Stormwatch we're 2019. On Stormwatch. Yep. Yep. No rainy pol- outside. Yeah. No polar vortex. The, yeah. Thankfully, it's but, not the coldest place in the planet right now. All right. But dumping. Yeah. California, we're not used to this much rain. Right. The rest of the country is still like laughing at us while it's raining, I'm sure. Well, that's fine and everything, but I had like two inches of water in my backyard. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I don't got the infrastructure for this shit. Yeah, that's right. Man. Real like first world problems, though. That's true. A little bit of rain. First world California problems. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Rob, who I'm sure is, I mean, I haven't heard from him in three days. He could be dead (laughs) in New York. Rob, please let us know if you're okay. (laughs) Rob. We will send beer if needed. Let us know. Different kinds. Well, yeah, whatever you need, buddy. Just shoot something up in the air. Let us know you're okay. Bat signal? Rob signal? Rob signal. Just, what, that, what does a Rob signal look like? I mean, I feel like it's uh, he's he's it's loud. How is a signal loud? I don't know, but it's loud. Okay. Um, it's probably Star Wars based somehow. Okay. And it's got beer incorporated in it somehow. All right. I don't know what any of that means, but that's like that's Rob and like somebody a work on a logo. That's your you have those cues. Yeah, we need something. We need something because we need to be. We need to know our friend. Our friend's okay. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? I think that's it, man. All right. It's been raining, so we haven't really left the house. I mean, I feel like I've watched more movies in the last like two and a half days than I have in quite a while. Like we watched, we watched three movies in two and a half days, all of which I've seen already. Yeah. And they were all new to you. We have watched a lot. So we watched, uh, what did we just watch? What did we just finish watching about 30 minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, happy death day. Happy death day. So you've made fun of me multiple times for liking happy death day and, and imploring you to watch the second and telling you that you will be watching the second because of the pod, right? It was on my list of most anticipated movies for 2019. It was high on the list too. It's probably top five movies I'm most excited about. Um, assess. I said to watch it. You were like, eh, it's shitty. You just watched it. How you feel about it? Uh, it was, okay, so it was good. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Okay. But it was like, I, I don't even remember the trailer from, from the first one. I just, I'm sure I remember seeing it and going like, that looks stupid. I'm never going to watch it. Right. And then the first time this came up is when we were watching some movie and the trailer for Happy Death Day 2 came up and I was like, that looks fucking dumb. And well, you're like, I'm so fucking excited to see that. So no, what actually happened is we went to go see Halloween, right? The the new version of Halloween with Gerald, myself, you, mm-hmm. and Bryce. Our friend Bryce was, you know, right before the movie pulled out about 76 full-size candy bars out of his pants, right? True story. Shout out to Bryce. And then, so... That trailer came on and I hadn't, I didn't even know they were releasing a trailer for it. And I just kept looking over at you like pumped and you laughed at me. I did. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That movie looks terrible. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's funny. So wait, hold on. So let's finish. Yes or no. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Liked it or disliked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. Enjoyable. Yeah. It was funny. Right. It was kind of, you know, yeah. Goofy. It was quirky. Yeah. It wasn't too serious. Right. So I think it's funny that we're now going to do a podcast on a movie I've told you to watch. You said it looked awful. I'm pointing at you because it's just <laughs> aggressive. I'm doing two fingers. Two fi- the double finger point. <laughs> po- uh, told you to watch it. Nah. Then, now we're doing a podcast on that movie. Then, same thing happened with Happy Death Day. Nah, 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 nah. I don't want to watch it. You enjoyed it. See? It's just I'm giving you examples, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the meta here. Just tell me the shit that I need to watch. I mean, and I tried to have you watch a little bit of Vikings. Yeah, which I watched an episode, and it was, I mean, not a whole lot happens. It was cool. That's episode one. Right. It's like Vikings, you know. (laughs) I mean, Catherine Winnick's in it. Right. I'm okay with that. Travis Fimmel. I don't know those people. That's Ragnar. He's pretty dreamy. Main guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, there's just like, you know, big Norsemen. (laughs) It's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So let's get into... uh, Wait, did you ever answer why you didn't? You just said you didn't really want to see it because of the just the premise of originally the trailer of of John Wick. That's why you were just like, "Am eh, I'm, I'm kind of out?" Yeah, I think like when the trailer, when you know, when it was in the theaters, I just like kind of dismissed it, like, "Oh, whatever." It's it looks you know corny or whatever, yeah. and so I never watched it. And then after that, I just I never sought it out to go find it online or something. But I mean, you've heard. I mean, by all accounts, like John Wick is probably the most successful and popular action movie the last like. I mean, I don't know, probably 20 years, meaning like the groundswell for this movie, like everybody, like I've never heard someone be like, yeah, I don't like John Wick. Right? <laughs> easy, easy par. That dude scared the shit out of me. <laughs> All right. So I know you don't like to quantify things like that. Like say, yeah, it's the best movie of the last 20 years or whatever. So, cause you live in the gray space. So we'll just, we'll just go past that. Yeah.
Sure. Sure. You shake, you nod your head at me like anybody can hear that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a professional podcast. Um, you want to do the synopsis? Yeah, go for it. This was uh, what made you not want to see the movie? Uh, I don't know. The synopsis was the thing that made me not want to see it, but. Sure. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took everything from him. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really take, I mean, I guess you could argue they, I mean, what he had, you know, emotionally Mm -hmm. at that point was the dog when that was everything. So yeah, I get on board with that. Is there a more tragic way to start a movie than guy leaves his career, right? For a woman, falls in love with his wife or a woman at that time, becomes his wife, appears to die tragically or unexpectedly, I guess, from, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like cancer or whatever happens, right? They allude to maybe it's like some sort of brain issue. Um, Goes home, is wrecked. Wife knows he's going to die, sends him a handwritten letter with a fucking puppy so that he doesn't like fall. He can love something besides his car. So he doesn't fall back into his old life, is wrecked from that, starts to care for the dog. Two days later, the aforementioned dog gets murdered. Yeah, it's rough, man. You think people who don't like animals see this movie and they're like, "What's the big deal? <laughs> what's, what's the problem?" Like, I mean, you're fine, right? Yeah, it's just a fucking dog. Whatever. You you shouldn't have been that attached. It was like two days, right? Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be people who don't see the issue with this, right? Yeah, those are sociopaths. I would argue this is ridiculous, but I'm just going to throw it out there that people would be more upset if about the puppy than if it was a child. Uh, so you think they would have been less upset if it was a child? Correct. It does sound crazy. But there's the whole like theory and, and there's some psychology behind it that if you see a puppy on the street, you're more likely to help them than a person. That definitely doesn't apply to everybody. But... No, but it's a, I think it's a vast, I've, I've read report or I've read, uh, you know, that, that I'm, now I can't even use my words. <laughs> I've read studies on it okay. that that's actually a majority of society hmm. or at least Americans. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Our society. Mm-hmm. It doesn't specify if it was a child or an adult. Right. Because um, I think you're more, like you see a sketchy dude on the side of the road, you're not going to help, help him. You see a sketchy dog, like people will still help that dog. Right. Yeah. I think there's probably something to like the whole innocence thing and being able to help themselves. Well, and the dog's not going to murder you? Probably. I don't, maybe. Maybe it would. I mean, you hope not. You okay? Yeah. Just bug flying around? Uh, yeah. Catching your face? All right. Um... So talk about the movie a little bit. 87% from critics, 80% audience. I find that weird. This is the classic, I think this is the classic movie that the audience would would enjoy it more than critics would. Yeah, I agree. Apparently not. You okay over there? Yeah, there's like hairy hair flying around. I mean, that's that's why I live my life, man. Yeah. Dog hair all over the place. That's I got a big ass dog. His name's Harry. Long ass hair. Long ass hair. Anyways... Focus, 87% critics, 80% audience. I'm surprised. Okay. Because of that reason. Uh, I'm so, I would have, having seen it now, and I'm obviously, I'm like the second to last person on the planet who hasn't seen it. You and my mother-in-law. Right. Um, I, yeah, it seems like this is a total, total gangbuster movie for the, uh, for the audience, right? I mean, I guess you just, if you just don't like, well, I mean, there's a lot of people just getting shot in the face. A lot, a lot of headshots. A lot of the real kind of like horror show ultra violence. <laughs> it's it's okay. So it's see we had we've had this discussion before, and I know you don't like it. Is it graphic? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't find this 
I find it very violent, but I don't know. I don't think there's long scenes of like graphic violence. Like nobody's getting tortured. Nobody's getting like things cut off. I guess Willem Dafoe at the end kind of gets tortured a little bit. I mean, like he, there are stretches of time for like several minutes where he's like somebody is shot in the head mm-hmm. like every three seconds. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I tried to find it on the interwebs and I couldn't find it. I want to see how many people get shot in the face in this movie. That'd be an interesting uh, tidbit of information. Got to be there. I just couldn't find it. Mm. Someone should look that up. Maybe I should look that up. Yeah. God, this, this <laughs> podcast, man. Well, no, I looked it up. I'm saying maybe I should actually do like watch the movie and count it again. Well, we have it playing in the background here. I'll try and keep count. That's why you talking. can't focus right now. I'm focused. It, I'm locked in right now. No. All right. So a gentleman named Chad Stahilski directed it. You ever hear of him? Nope. I wouldn't doubt it. This dude started his career in the movie biz as fucking Neo's stunt double in The Matrix. Okay. Dude has not directed any movies before this, from what I can tell. He might have done some indie stuff. I don't know. This was his first major motion picture. Fucking John Wick. I mean, that's a pretty strong like lead. Pretty strong. Right? Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, even though he hasn't directed, that's like a... There's some pedigree there. He clearly had to have been around for a bit to be... Well, he was the stunt double, but right. then he became the stunt coordinator for Matrix 2 and 3 and then like a shit ton of other movies. Okay. So yeah. he's been involved. The biz. The biz, as, as they say. Which I find, I mean, it makes sense that somebody who is so into like the stunt choreography and the fight choreography and all that stuff made a movie like this. Yeah. It's not heavy on story. It's pretty no. light on story. It's very light on story. Yeah. But it's a good story still. Yeah. It's good enough that they're making, you know, they made 2 and 3 is coming out. And they announced that they're making a TV show based on, like, the universe. Wait. I, they're making a TV show about the film? Uh, no, about, like, the John Wick universe. Like, you oh, know about the John Wick. Okay. What did you... I don't know. You were just, like, talking about, about the universe. And so... But we're talking about John Wick. I don't know, man. Can you not focus? I'm focused. Is there too much DQ? There might be too much DQ. So they're making a TV show based on the universe that they have created in these movies. Okay. So this underground of like, you know, all the hitmen have, they have their own currency. They have their own cleanup people. They're in league with the cops. They have like their own hotels, like essentially like a a universe. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. No, I think that's appropriate. (laughs) You just called it like the universe. So it threw me off anyway, Mm -hmm. moving right along. Moving along. There's going to be a lot of edits in this in this episode. I don't think there needs to be. I mean, I've been talking a lot and you making a lot of mistakes, and then you're looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. I mean, I do that anyway. All right. So this, I'm, I'm, this, could, this could be the shortest podcast we've done or the longest podcast we've ever done because you have only seen this movie one time two days ago. So I don't know how, how jazzed you are, how pumped you are on doing this, or how, you know, if you're not going to be able to think of things. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is definitely like an interesting place to be in, having only seen it one time. Right. Uh, and having just seen it and then immediately followed that up with the, the second, you know, film. The second film. Okay. So we're going to go into most watchable scene. Okay. So you have the opening scene. So it kind of lays the, the groundworks of like what's happened to him. Obviously, you find out about his wife. Uh, you, you know, see how destroyed he is. Uh, and then his puppy gets killed. All right. And then it's kind of a shit show from there. Okay, uh, you have Vigo explaining who John Wick is. So Vigo is the is uh, the guy, the kid who who kills the puppy is his father. So he's like the Russian leader. Yeah. Um, I think that that scene is probably my favorite in the whole movie because he's explaining who he is. Killed you know x amount of people with a pencil. 
The guy who plays Vigo is very animated, and I enjoy him thoroughly in this movie. He's fantastic. Um, and my favorite is he's telling fucking Theon Greyjoy, right? Alfie Allen, who who he stole a car from. And, <laughs> dude, Alfie Allen's like, well, I'll just kill him. And then fucking Vigo looks at his partner, and he's like, did you not? Did he not listen to anything I just said? He's the fucking Baba Yaga, yeah. fucking boogeyman. Yep. So that in, I enjoyed that scene quite a bit. Um, you have the first like big gunfight, which is in the bathhouse, mm-hmm. uh, where you know you see how how kind of different the movie is going to be, and how it appears that you know Keanu Reeves is doing all his own stunts, and it just looks different, right? It sounds different. It looks different. The the gunfights and just the kind of the authenticity of yeah, it yeah it's gritty yeah it's super gritty yeah, yeah and you kind of start like getting a vibe for that yeah it's not a bunch of different cuts you're not watching like yeah. a liam neeson movie where they're fucking 37 cuts to watch him jump over shaky a fence cam. yeah no yeah. shaky cam um my favorite part of that scene is when he walks up to the the big show from the wwe the wrestler and he walks up to him and he's like you lose a bunch of weight yeah and they're like talking he's like why don't you take the night off and he's like thank you yeah. so he doesn't get murdered professional um, courtesy professional courtesy 60 pounds right and then uh, the last scene I have is when John gets captured at the church. And you have, again, uh, Vigo's talking to him, telling him, you know, oh, you, you fucking burned up, like, all my money and all the, the, the stuff I had the on. Vault. Yeah, the vault. You, had, you burned up everything I had. Um, and then he's like, what do you think I'm going to do, do to you now? And, you know, John gives that whole monologue of, like, why he's doing what he's doing. So those are the four I have. You can probably put a couple more. You can probably put the whole end scene. Um, but yeah, those are the four I have. Do you have any you want to add to that? Um, Having watched the movie one time. Yeah, one time. It's yeah, it's tough to say. I do, I do like the start. Um, I, that scene is really amusing to me in the beginning, where Vigo, right? Yeah, Vigo's like explaining to basically that whole scene that you talked about. The the like thing that I wrote down when that happened, or you know, from that scene, right? Um, the quote where I, I'm pretty sure this is when it happened, but he said. Uh, I once saw him kill three men at a bar with a pencil. Right. And then he like pauses and he's like, a fucking pencil. Right. And he, he like does the, yeah. like yeah. in the neck with the pencil. Yeah. For dramatic effect. Right. No, he's fantastic. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's funny, but he's also like, you know, the, you know, Russian kind of mob boss guy or whatever, like underworld crime syndicate thing they have going on. Right. So anyway, I really like that, uh, that section as well. Uh, I don't know that I can pull out like single scenes again, having only seen it one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there, cause there's, you know, it's just a series of like back to back of these like really kind of awesome, gritty action shots. Right. So you're going to make Tyler mad because you can't say, I don't know if, you know, Lord of the Rings pod, he said, we can't, we can no longer say that it's essentially one big scene of the movie. He doesn't like that. He's very upset about that <laughs> for whatever reason. Okay. So we can't we can't do that anymore. Uh, I don't want to upset Tyler. Okay. Well, I mean, you gave three, so I gave four. Well, you gave four, so worst case scenario, <laughs> I, I could just pick one of those. All right. Yeah. Because and, and then we don't uh, we don't offend Tyler. We don't want to offend. Tyler. I don't want to do that. Nah, he's a big contributor to the show. Yeah, I he love enjoys Tyler. it. Yeah. Well, well, having met Tyler, I, I love him. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, you guys could have a little romance going. <clears throat> you guys could start your own pod. We, I think we were. You're both tiny. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're just. I think maybe we're gonna start our own pod just to talk shit about you. That's fine. Yeah. You want his number? Maybe. We should call him right now. <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah. All right. I think he's probably busy. He's probably not. But okay. <laughs> so I gave you the opening scene: Vigo explaining who John is, uh, bathhouse fight, 
and John captured at the church. But you're saying it's it's Vigo explaining who John is. I really like that. Yeah, because yeah. for me, that was when it started. That's when I kind of like, let's see, how do I say this? Well, you know, having the expectations that I had of just like, oh, it was going to be kind of corny, but like maybe it might be a good action flick. That's when that's when I was like, okay, I'm kind of in for this right now just because of the tone of the okay. of the movie. Yeah, that's my favorite scene. Yeah. That's the scene I like the best. Um, and I think it's cause of, probably because of Vigo. Uh, next category, standout performance. I mean, who are you going to pick, man? Who are you going to pick? Standout performance. One person. Yeah, it's Counter Reeves. Yeah. Right? The dude who played Vigo, he's awesome. He's not in the movie enough. Fucking movie's called John Wick. Yeah. It's Keanu Reeves. It's for sure. Yeah. No question. Uh, you know, special shout out to the puppy. <laughs> shout out to the puppy. Uh, but yeah, it's got to be John Wick. Right. Keanu Reeves. All right. He runs really weird, yeah? He does. He has a weird gait. Something's going on. Yeah, like, I mean, Keanu Reeves is sneaky old. He's 54. Um, so he would have been around 50 when he made this movie. Which but he's crazy. He, it is. Yeah, he, he looks really good. Yeah, he looks for amazing. His age. Yeah. But he runs fucking weird. Yeah. He's I mean, got a weird beard a little bit, too. Yeah, I mean, he's got that, like, patchy beard. Yeah, thing. yeah. Great yeah. gear, though. Like, the outfits are great. Super solid. Yeah, it looks good. House is ridiculous. Yeah, ultra classy suits. Yeah. Perfectly fitted. Yeah, car's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, the car is, okay. is fine. But yeah. Looks good. The movie looks good. Keanu Reeves looks good. Yeah. Um, worst performance of the movie. I actually have one for this. Okay. I mean, we've we've gone a while without having one. I can't stand Alfie Allen in this movie. I don't know who that is. Uh, Isif or Osif, Isif, however you pronounce the name. The, the kid who who kills the dog. Theon Greyjoy? Theon Greyjoy. Okay. Yeah. I, that's I'm not a fan. I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, you just hate him regardless. He's just shitty there's in the lot movie. Of, there's a lot of bias there. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of him in Game of Thrones. Um, he's fine acting wise in Game of Thrones. This movie, I think he's shit. I mean, I think you could have, you could have replaced him with any number of like young actors, and they would have given that role a lot more, a lot more to it. Yeah. Because I mean, he he could potentially have some depth, and there's a little bit of character development, right? He's obviously trying to do things. He's he's simultaneously like very, um, in, very privileged because of who his father is, but he's also trying to like. Yeah, prove to something to his dead. father yeah. and you don't get any of that from the performance it's written like that you can see that they're giving him a chance to do that but it's just he's just like a sniveling little bitch the whole time yeah i mean i think the like entitlement is super high i don't know that i would put that on him like personally i think like that that's kind of the direction is like yeah he's trying to prove himself but but he also is yeah, super privileged and, you know, is used to, like, accustomed to a certain lifestyle. He has, he didn't have to do all the, like, hard work to set up all this shit that his dad or whomever else had to do. Yeah, no, the, I mean, the dad, Vigo, says that John Wick did the hard work. He laid the the bodies from that night, that's right. laid the groundwork to what they have now. Yeah, that's true. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. I'm for sure not saying that, right? <laughs> no, neither of us are. Yeah. And it's a fucking boogeyman. Right. Uh, Jamie, Fo- Jamie Foxx Award for Overacting. Adrian Palicki as Miss Perkins. Mm, yeah. It's really going for it. I could see that. I don't actually, I don't think I had anybody in mind for that. Like, yeah, I could, I guess I can see that. Okay. It, it felt more to me like it just, like the, the personalities and this kind of applied to, what's his name? Theon Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen, yeah. It, uh, it fit into the kind of like, kind of like graphic, um, yeah, I don't know. I almost felt like a kind of graphic novel type thing. Like mm-hmm. the whole movie's kind of like dark and a bit moody and right. 
So I don't know. It, it kind of worked for me. It didn't. It didn't make me feel like it was a bad performance. Okay. I, I, I just. I'm not saying she's. It's a bad performance. I think she's just overdoing it. Mm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. she could tone it down a little bit. Again, there's no nuance in her performance. That's true. And there are levels of other characters. Again, Vigo, you know, the 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 head of the the crime family has a couple different layers. He's funny, but he's also caring about his son. But he's also trying to be friends with John. Like there's a couple different layers. Willem Dafoe gives a couple different. You know, layers to have his character. Adrian Palicki, whether that's how it was written or whatnot, she's just like, you know, over the top assassin trying to catch some money, purely evil the whole time. Yeah. You know, there's nothing about like, is she good? Is she bad? It's just, this is what she is. It's true. I'm, I'm always curious with these things, like, because there's no way for us to know if that's just what they were told to do. Sure. So. And it, it could be the direction. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't feel, I mean, you kind of mentioned that you thought this had like a graphic novel feel to it. I don't, I don't feel that way about this. Really? I kind of, I kind of did. Mm-hmm. It has, it has a just more like action movie vibe. You know, we talked about Polar, obviously in our last pod. Um, that clearly has like an over the top, yeah. characters are bigger than life, wearing crazy things, doing right. crazy stuff. This, okay, this is going to sound ridiculous. Everything is really set in realism in this movie though. That's what I think makes it work. The gunfights feel real. They're not doing anything like extraordinary or crazy or have fucking laser fingers that are shooting guns like Polar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's set in like you could believe this could really happen to a point, obviously to a point. Right. Yeah. I guess for me, like the thing that that makes me feel that way is it's just like how the the scenes are all set up. Like I said, it's it's very moody. The lighting Mm -hmm. is like very dramatic. It's very stylized. Right. It's super stylized. Um, There's a lot of like. Um, yeah, the, the kind of, I feel like now I'm going to mix up the first and second one potentially, okay. but I remember there being a lot of like kind of neon lights and, um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, there's, there's definitely set pieces that are like that. Like in this one, when they go to the club, it's very, but they're at a club yeah, and it's very much like that. In the second one, they're at like when they're doing the, uh, is it like an inauguration almost for, for the woman who's taking over the the chair of of her father who died they're at like a celebration and there's like it has a nightclub feel but they're outdoors right um so there's a lot of like lasers and music and things right. like that so maybe that's why you feel like that maybe but it is very stylized i mean and yeah. which works because yeah. again they're creating like again a universe they're creating a series of movies to i don't know if they planned that the whole time or not if yeah. it was one because cont- they didn't leave this movie you don't leave this movie thinking like okay there's gonna be a sequel Right? Right. Because right. all the loose ends are tied up. Yeah. He just leaves. I think the other thing that makes me feel that way is I can't think of, and I'm just trying to, like, I think it just occurred to me right now is I don't think there's any concept of, like, the real world in this movie, right? The entire movie is, like, engulfed in this world that they've made up, mm-hmm. right? Where everybody's in on this thing from. You know, people on the street to the actual hitman to the people who are like at this high table, like they don't even there's like no innocent bystanders type thing or, you know, a concept of them being somewhere else, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of where it's like actual people who aren't involved with that world is when the puppy gets delivered, Um, because that's clearly like just, you know, like a version of like UPS or something. But the way I kind of dismiss that for me is that they're all. Like when they're going to the nightclub, they're going to a nightclub that is for for like this industry or this world that's been created. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. to me, they're always going to places that are for them, so everybody understands 
who's there. You right. know what I'm saying? And and maybe that's just me being naive about it, but that's how I've kind of rationalized it. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, because they, they don't... The set pieces are what? His house, uh, the hotel, the nightclub, the church, and then a like a fortified kind of like place by the docks that they're hiding out at the end. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They're on the streets a couple times. Um, the second one is much more where like he's actually out with like normal people running around being chased or trying to get away. And, but the first one, it's pretty much just like those five, five or six set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't actually think either is a bad thing if it being having like a kind of graphic novel fuel mm-hmm. or, or not. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I definitely agree that it definitely feels like an action movie. And I felt, I think I started saying this right after we watched it, which is like, is this the new, the new like standard for modern action films? Well, it is because the the way I, the reason I say that is now it's kind of like what Die Hard did in the eighties. You now have people who are trying to, and Taken kind of did it too, right? Um, you have movies that now are trying to copy that, that type of movie or the way it was filmed or kind of the story arc of it. So now even with something, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to polar. Like I have heard people say like, Oh, it's a, they, they want to be like, this is supposed to be like John wick, hmm. like a shittier version of, of, of John wick. Um, so I think, yeah, this will heavily influence action movies going forward. Yeah. Much again, like taken heavily influenced like that and be that spawned like the older actor becoming an action hero too. Yeah. Or Die Hard, you know, Speed was Die Hard on a bus, and there's there's you know we talked about it in the Die Hard episode. There's a yeah. bunch of different. It spawned a bunch of movies like it, just in a different setting. Yeah. So, and I'm okay with that, but none of them are going to be as good. This movie shouldn't have worked. No, it shouldn't. And it that's does. Why, yeah, going back to the start, yeah. that's why I didn't watch it. And the sequel shouldn't have worked. The sequel definitely shouldn't yeah, have worked. And, and by all accounts, the sequel's like almost, I would say the sequel's as good pretty much. Yeah. And the third one, who knows, but it looks awesome. The, the second one I really enjoyed because it was, there's a bit more of leaning into like, uh, um, you know, it being so stylized, right? And you end up like finding out a little bit more information about just the whole world, this right. like underground group and like, yeah, the currency and like, there's a bit more about the Continental, the hotel. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just dive deeper into into the actual universe they've created, which I think is funny though too because if the first movie had like barely any story, the second movie has like no story. It's true. Somehow it's even less of a story, but still really works. I mean, they took like a, you know, a concept that you could write on one, you could write the outline of that the second movie on one page probably in a paragraph like this is what happens the story arc and they yeah. made like an hour and a half, 2 hour movie out of it. Actually, and by all accounts are making a you know the third one is just an extension of the second one yeah which is fine yeah i'm okay with that i mean motorcycle samurai swords and a dude on a horse right because now i'm like i'm into the style and yeah. like how kind of completely ridiculous it is yeah i mean again i argue that i don't know that it's completely ridiculous this third one looks completely ridiculous i mean it's ridiculous they're there's you know dozens and dozens of people who die and yeah. there's like no repercussions Really quickly, going back, I just remembered something <laughs> okay. from uh, the part of the reason why it felt graphic novelly to me. Sure, is uh, all the text that they overlay on screen. Yeah, the I have I find that odd. The it, when they're doing the subtitles, yeah, the way they did the subtitles, and right. I've read that a lot of people were like, the "Fuck is this?" It, it, it yeah, it did feel weird to me at first. I was like, "Wait, what's going on here?" Yeah, like it should be like pow, right? Bam, right. like it should have because they they highlight in a larger text with like a with a color in the background certain words. Yeah, 
Um, they did and they that don't, with like the boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a weird font and they don't, they don't lay it like where you almost, you don't think you need to read it almost. Like to me, the yeah. first time I watched it, cause you're used to the subtitles being kind of at the bottom and they lay this in kind of different places throughout the movie. Um, more specifically, most of the time it's kind of on the, like the middle of the, maybe the right hand if you're watching it screen. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like a like you know a caption like from a comic book. Yeah, you thought you were watching like Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Exactly. How good was that movie? Super good. I mean, I know we talked about it, but yeah, it's just it yeah, super good. Super good. All right. Um, who did the most with the least? Right. So you have Lance Reddick, who's the hotel manager, also Agent Broyles from from Fringe. Uh huh. Who's amazing? You know who I'm talking about? Black um, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have John Leguizamo. <laughs> Yep. Who I thought, and I'm not even going to pronounce his 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 movie name because I'm not going to. It's tough. It's Whose movie name? John Leguizamo. His character's name. Oh, oh, in the yeah. Yeah, it's A U R E L I O. Arevio. Thank you. And then you have Michael, some Russian name is Vigo. Yeah. It's got to be him. He's pretty. Yeah, he's really good. Right. I think there was more. The only person that I might add because I think he's. I think he's funny, but I think he played off more from Vigo is um, Mayhem. Mayhem, the dude who plays Mayhem from the insurance commercials. Fucking Allstate commercials? Yeah. I mean, you could respect the man and say his name. I don't know his name. It's Dean Winters. Dean Winters. Yeah. How, yeah, how do you think I'm going to, of that, of all people, I'm going to remember He's been in a lot name. of shit, dude. No, listen, a lot of people have been in a lot of shit. I don't remember <laughs> names. I mean, to be fair, Dean Winters, there was a show that I was near and dear to my heart that I loved called terminator the sarah connor chronicles mm-hmm. and he was sarah connor's um like boyfriend that comes in and out of the show and like john connor's like pseudo dad for a little bit so he'll that's who he'll always be to me yeah. if you haven't watched that show which i know you haven't no that show got cut way too early that show also i was like this looks terrible and it's fantastic hmm. so good so good two seasons definitely you should watch it it's not streaming anywhere so i don't know how you're gonna find it good luck i mean you can borrow them I got no DVD player. Anyways, Dean Winters as Mayhem and in this movie is very funny. He gives a little bit of the comic relief. Right. Yeah. Okay. Dean Winters. And then he, the other one is more involved, I think, in the second one because they're, again, you know, blending together in my head is the dude. Again, I'm fucking awful with names. The dude <laughs> who played Al Swearingen from Deadwood. He's fantastic. Ian McShane. Ian McShane. As Winston, who is he the leader of the whole like continental the whole group or is he just like the manager of the hotel because in the second one you you it seems like he's got a much bigger part in just the whole the whole world yeah i don't know i didn't get the impression that he was kind of like running the entire organization i felt like he was just he had done super well for himself and he runs the continental and clearly has something to do with like you know how they're you know run the books and stuff in the background but, okay but it seems like he's kind of like switzerland neutral party in this whole thing he clearly likes john like he's of clearly course. fond of john because even in the second one when he realizes like okay we're yeah. gonna have to kill you you fucked up yeah he sent but he t- gives him like a a lead yeah. essentially and he tries to talk him out of it he's yeah. like just walk away yeah yeah don't kill him um fuck that yeah dude. ian, ian mcshane's die. great yeah he that dude did deserve to die in the second one um, Ian McShane's, I mean, he's great in everything. He had a little cameo in the last season of Game of Thrones too. Obviously yep. Deadwood. He's fantastic. God, he was so good in Deadwood. Yeah. I got to say the dude who plays Vigo is my favorite. Yeah. I'm surprised really we didn't say, uh, William, Willem Dafoe, who's like the ride or die homie. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he, he gives up $3 million to save yep. John and then ends up fucking dying at Guardian the end. Guardian angel status. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to say, 
You're going to say who? I might say Vigo. Vigo, okay. Yeah, just because of the comic, the comic relief. Okay. I do like Lance Reddick, and I, spe- I, I like him in the second one more when John's like, hey, you got any place I can leave my dog? And he's like, we don't have any place, but I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. Yeah, and I and I mean I mean fringe man, yeah fringe yep okay, uh, next category is does this still work or does it hold up today? Dude, this movie was made five years ago, yeah, so everything except for I got one thing. Why does he have a physical alarm clock in 2014? No, I think that's an aesthetic thing. Like, look at the rest of his house. It is an aesthetic thing, but he it's functional. He uses it every day. It's true, but the like, alarm goes off at 6 a.m. The first two first yeah, you, two parts of the movie. You would. I mean, it's just I think it fits inside of his like ultra modern home. So just the aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's just because he's got like really good taste. I don't like it. I mean, I kind of like it. I thought it looked the, cool. The, you like? There's zero chance you want a physical alarm clock, if, even if you have that house. There's no chance. I might. You don't like shit. It's true, but if you had a house like that, you have to put some stuff in it. You do, just but, a little bit but it has stuff. to be like functional, too. I guess it's functional because it wakes him up. Yeah, it wakes him up. He doesn't have to deal with his phone. <laughs> I mean, maybe you put the phone in the other room. You have like a no screen time before bed. I, I do mean, that. he doesn't. He has an iPhone 4. Dude. So I don't know if he's really 4. doing much on the phone. He's watching videos of his wife all the time on the phone. That's true. Why? Dude, my dog is just walking around, nails scratching. It's a real down, professional... Buddy. On a sub, real quick, I wanted to mention this. So we were going to watch John Wick uh, Chapter 1 on Saturday. What did we do with Harry out of respect for him so he didn't have to watch a dog oh, die? Oh, man, took him to doggy daycare. Doggy daycare. Can't he can't watch, watch this movie. This? Can't nah. watch it. PTSD. Yeah. Can't do it. It's be wrecked. Yeah. Went straight to doggy daycare right. while we watched this. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. You can say anything you want. Shit, cock, balls, like whatever you want. Earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I have this still works. All right. So what holds up again, this movie was made five years ago. Yeah. The whole, the, the whole premise of the movie. Perfect. It works. Yeah. No, That's I mean, it. It's, it's, the whole movie works. I mean, there's nothing that I would be like, yeah, this it's, it's still, it's five years old. Yeah. On that note, what do you think is the reason? So like by all accounts, everybody in this movie is a bad guy, right? Uh, they do a, yes, they, they, logically they should be bad guys but they do a good job of they're not bad guys like they you care about the one of the reasons this movie works too is you care about john absolutely and he's supposed to be the baddest of all bad guys right Mm -hmm. yeah he's the boogeyman yeah but what i was gonna say is that's right what i was gonna say is like what is it that that maybe it's not everybody maybe it's just me but there's like a serious cool factor with like this underground like organization that's like running shit in the background and like they have their own currency and like everywhere you go there's just like mad respect and again like they're they're all bad people right they're doing bad shit they're just basically killing each other it's the fashion yeah i don't know maybe it's the fashion it's because it's a world they make it cool man it's exclusive you don't feel like they're bad people. No, you don't. That's why. You know, they're not pitching this movie like it's a bad guy killing bad guys, right? Yeah. They're pitching the movie like you're supposed to feel for this man who got out of that life and now is going to avenge You know what's happened to him. Yeah. Everybody can relate to revenge, I think. Everybody can relate to, to this idea of you caused me pain, so now I have to cause you pain. Yeah. Right or wrong. But I think that's, it's really, you, you, you said it perfectly where there's like a cool factor to it. I mean, by no means did it make me want to go, go pick up a gun and go shoot somebody. But there's also like, I mean, this dude's house is super cool. Outfits are super cool. Like his cars are, are, are awesome. It's just the whole vibe. He's yeah, got a cool absolutely. vibe. 
super cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's that's why. But I also I think that they don't paint these people as villains. Even Vigo doesn't come off as a villain. No, not at all. He he's very likable. Super likable. And the only reason you want his son to die is because he's a privileged fucking just asshole. Right. That's the reason why. Yeah. Everybody else is very likable in this movie. John yeah. Leguizamo, likable. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, likable. Fucking Mayhem, likable. Yeah. Yeah. They're all likable. Everybody's likable, except for his son. Well, and Miss Miss Perkins. She's clearly supposed to be like a villain, too. Yeah. yeah. That's right? True. Even when she kills the other hitman who's going to kill her, you're like, man, I can't believe she did that. Dick move. Dick move. But like, what is she supposed to do? She's yeah. a contract killer. That's true. You know any contract killers? I don't. Would you tell me if you did? Uh, I might. Yeah? Maybe. All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? Is there? Have we done a pod where he would fit more into a movie than this one? I don't think so. I think this is it. This is it. This is, you, could, you can drop him into probably a lot of places. He here. fucked up. He should have been in this movie. Or, some, or maybe his agent fucked up. Could he have played John Wick? I think it's got to be Keanu Reeves for this. It's got to be. He could have been the fucking main dude in Polar. Definitely. He and it would have been, been better. Dude. Yeah. Okay. I got two people he could have played. He could have played Vigo. Yes. And he could have played the dude who's running the Continental, Ian McShane's yeah, character. Yeah. I'm not going to say he would have been better than them because I think that they were both great. And I don't know that he brings the same charm. Um, I think he's more like terrifying as yeah. Vigo. Um, but I think he could have been Ian McShane. Yeah, Vigo is different if he's playing it. Yeah. He definitely doesn't have this like fun, no. kind of like, you know, dad thing that he's got going no. on. But he could have done it. Yeah. But yeah, I I think, I mean, I definitely think that he could have played, I'm trying to look up the, it's Ian McShane. He could have played Winston, who who runs the, yeah. the Continental. Yeah. He maybe even could have been Willem Dafoe's character. I was just going to say, he yeah. could have done that too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I definitely think he should have been in this movie. Yeah, somebody fucked up somewhere. Somebody Maybe he's in the up. third one. Maybe. All right, most memorable line. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman, referring to, you know, they're referring to, to John. Like, that's who you sent to yeah. kill the boogeyman. Right. Um, Baba Yaga, which yep. is the boogeyman. Um, this life follows you. It clings to you, infecting everyone that comes close to you. You were cursed, you and I. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And that's what Vigo tells tells John. I want to read the whole monologue that, that John does when he's tied to the chair right before, you know, they essentially try to suffocate him to death, where at the end he says, you know, everybody keeps asking if I'm in. Well, I'm thinking I'm in. Because that whole monologue is great. Yeah. It's like eight sentences. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I mean, I think you have it in front of you. <laughs> I do have it in front of me. You got to read it. Do I? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Let's when Helen that. died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep, a final gift from my wife, in that moment I received some semblance of hope, an opportunity to grieve unalone. Your son took that from me, stole that from me, killed that from me. People keep asking me if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your son or die screaming alongside him. When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope. An opportunity to grieve on the law. And your son took that from me. Stole that from me. 
kill that for me! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your yeah. son, or you can die screaming alongside him! That's pretty solid. Killed it. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I kind of killed it. You made that. it all the way through. I, I, I was going to try to like... You know, yeah, chain. put some more inflection. Yeah, in there. but I mean, yeah. I was like just focused on You're like, reading. Just fucking read. <laughs> just read. Get the words. Somehow that makes me nervous. I can talk on the pod like you and me all the time. Reading this makes me nervous. <laughs> I feel like it's not the reading part, you cocksucker. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Not, it's not performing either, but that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm standing in front of people having to read something. Hmm. It terrifies me. Interesting. This is fine. We can unpack that in a future podcast. It's weird, maybe. right? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know that it's It's just a confidence thing, I think. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't like to be the center of attention. Yeah, that's true. At all. At all, at all. I mean, that's the same for both of us. There's zero chance we could ever do this, like, in front of people. 100%. This is never, ever going to happen. No, and I can do it, like, if we had, like, all the people, which we will have everybody from the pod on one pod together, and we're all sitting together, that's fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, but, like, doing this live? No. Yeah, agreed. I'm with you. All right, so most memorable line. You got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, having only seen it one time, I don't have like stuff written down other than just the one thing that I mentioned early on of the uh, one some kill three men in a bar with a pencil, like a fucking pencil. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously that whole monologue that, that you just read off. Yeah. Was that, that, that thing is amazing. Yeah, I like he was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. Yeah, I like really that one. Um, but the monologue is great, and somehow Keanu Reeves, who's never been much of a an actor, he's very good at you know very specific things. Yeah, he gives that you know that monologue pretty well. Comes yeah. off pretty well. There Are was we, one other thing that I wrote down, and I, I was trying to remember where it came from, and I wasn't going to say it. Um, but somebody somewhere says like cool it cool it cool it, and I can't remember where it's from, but it okay. was important enough that I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to write it down. I don't so remember. I Vigo? Ah, oh, fuck. Who knows? Okay. We'll have to look it that up. It amused me somewhere. I mean, you're watching it as we're doing I the pod. In the background, yeah. But it's not, obviously, no volume, so maybe yeah. they'll, maybe you'll see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- I mean, this movie has, for as like fun as it is, it doesn't actually ever have, it doesn't have a ton of, of one-liners or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not diehard in that respect, where it has so many different one-liners. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, yeah, there's not a lot of that. There's a lot more just headshots and like playing it super cool. Yeah. Um, it was when John Wick was going to shoot somebody in the face. It's when Vigo, when he pulls Vigo out of the truck and he's got the shotgun, like towards oh, the yeah, end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vigo like says it. Automatic yeah. Shotgun. He's like, cool it, cool it, cool it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to tell you where my son is. Yeah. Okay. Is that a dick down. move that he just t- rolls over on his son? Or it's like, Hey man, I'm not trying to lose everything because you're a fucking asshole. No, I don't. I mean, I think he should have done that from the start. I mean, obviously the movie doesn't exist if he does that, right? But, um, but yeah, I feel like if this were you know real air quotes, um, <laughs> that he yeah he would have just like given up his son. If you're know. Alfie Allen's friends, the two friends he rolls with, you're out, right? Yeah, I'm not getting killed. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Just because you want this guy's like, you know, I don't know, twenty thousand dollar fucking. <laughs> Mustang. Those guys, yeah, yeah. Those guys are only hanging around like for the lifestyle, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For FOMO, right? Yeah. You think they got some FOMO? Uh, well, I don't know. You don't think they have the fear of missing out? Yeah, maybe. 
I'm trying to think of just like putting myself in the position of like risking death as well. Just like wanting to hang out, but like, ah, oh God, I also might die. I'm not talking about that portion. Like I'm talking about pre John Wick, they got the FOMO. They like want to be in the mix because oh, they're yeah, like, for sure. yeah. After John Wick, you're like, I'm good. Right. Yeah. I'm out. This didn't work. It's We're not, not stealing. It. Yeah. And aren't you like, hey, bro, why you got to kill his dog? Yeah, it's fucked up. I don't man. understand why he had to kill the dog. I know he says, hey, shut the fucking dog up. Yeah. But like, and why don't they just kill John Wick? Why you go in there, beat him up, and then just take his car? It seems unnecessary. Yeah, just take his car. You don't even need to fucking beat him up. Well, I think that's just like playing to his, like the whole entitlement. He's like a spoiled brat thing. Like he wants to go make John feel bad for like, you know, embarrassing him. Like, oh, how did you disrespect me? Because I didn't sell you my car? Yeah, he's a yeah, like, rotten, you know, spoiled brat. I got it. I just yeah. that, like that that mindset just doesn't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm not entitled. That's true. I wish. All right, uh, whose movie is it? This is simple. It's yeah, so simple. There, of course. Who is it? It's John's. Okay, of course. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. All right. What do you wish there was more of? I got one thing. I need more puppy, man. R.I.P. Puppy. No, the movie doesn't work. It's got it's got to be as bad as it was for but the movie to work. Don't you want like just a little bit more of him hanging out with the puppy? Doesn't that draw you in a little more? Build that relationship a little Bef- more? Wait, so you still like the puppy can still die, but you want more time to get attached to the puppy. Yeah, man, I want to see them doing like John Wick and puppy things. Uh, I mean, just might might drag it out. I mean, I, I then cut off a little bit of the, one of the fucking fight scenes. <laughs> I just I don't know if it works. All right, man. I just want to see him and like, what does John Wick do with the puppy besides feed him cereal? <laughs> yeah, that puppy is having massive puppy shits Ma- after eating for sure cereal and milk. But don't I just want what is does John Wick go to the dog park? <laughs> I feel like probably. How not. does he assimilate into society? Into society? <laughs> I, I don't think you do. I think he just kind of like hangs out on the outside, meditates, drives his car fast right. at the fucking. Airstrip. Right. Okay. Playing in the front yard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not really talking to other human beings. So you don't think he's taking the puppy to the dog park? I don't think so. What's the puppy's name again? Daisy? Uh, oh, yeah. Daisy. Daisy. God. All right. Unless you have anything else you want to... You want to... You know what? Fucking Harry. <laughs> talking about puppies. All right. So I want to ask you a couple more things before we, before we get to the last question, which I know is your favorite question of the whole podcast, right? Why? So I'm watching the movie the very first time. I'm going back to the first time I saw it. They build it all up, right? John Wick, whole time, looking to kill Alfie Allen, right? He finally kills him. This is so anticlimactic when he kills him, right? And I was like, what the fuck? The movie's over. Like, this is it? No, like, epic fight? Is it? Not knowing that, obviously, he was going to go back and have to kill Vigo because Vigo kills Willem Dafoe. Why? Does Vigo go back and kill Marcus? Like, you let him kill your son, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, like, just, dude, give it up, man. What's the point of that? Um, I feel like that's a little unnecessary in the movie. Well, so, the whole name thing. Okay, so Vigo's the main guy. Right, right, right? Vigo. His son gets killed by John. Then Vigo goes and kills Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Because Willem Dafoe essentially had opportunities to kill John. Yeah. So, I'm, that's why he goes and kills him, right? But is it needed? Like you've already lost your son, you're good, man. John I think is he's mad. I think he's mad because he lost. Right, but if you have that rage, like why don't don't give him your son? That's I, the one problem I have with the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I guess I can kind of see that. For me, it just felt like 
he knows he can't kill John. I mm-hmm. mean, otherwise he would be dead sure. at this point. So he had to give up. And he can kill Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. So he does that out of, just out of anger because, like, fuck, I lost. And right. somebody has to, like, you know, be the brunt of his anger. Okay, so he's just got to get something out of his right, system. Right, exactly. All right. Uh, John Wick, underrated, overrated, properly rated. After five years of not seeing it. This is why I wanted to do the pod. I am so... For some reason, it always fascinates me, and you and I have talked about this. When a movie comes out, it has a ton of hype. You don't see it. You then start absorbing all of this hype. Can it ever live up to the expectations that this hype, that said hype has created? Now, I know you're not maybe as uh, influenced by that. I don't know. Yeah. I try not to be, but I think everybody naturally is. Um, so I, that's why I was so excited to do this specific movie with you. What do you think? Underrated, overrated, properly rated. Hmm. 87%, 80%. Um, I don't know. It's a, that's a tough one because, because yeah, I thought it was awesome, but it's, you know, based on the scoring, it seems like that's, that's actually a pretty high score. It seems like yeah. relative to, you know, a huge spectrum of movies. Do you think you'd be closer to the 87 or the 80%? So think of it as the way I try to think of the percentages is like what you would get in school, right? So an 80% was a low B, almost a C, 87% is a high B, almost an A. Yeah. So would this be considered almost an A quality movie or like a B quality movie? Yeah, I I think I'd be on the 87 87 side. Yeah. Wow. I think so. That's surprising for some reason. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the best action movies ever. Um, do you do, so it lived up to the hype for you? Well, there, I don't know. I don't know if there actually was a lot of hype. There, people did say that they like. I same as you. I've never met anybody who said that they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I've only met people who say like, "Oh yeah, that was awesome." And then they give the like, you know, the one liner of like, "Yeah, basically they kill his dog, and then he spends the rest of the movie like getting back, at, you know, at these people who did this." Okay. But I don't know if I. I I don't know if I ever like felt like there was hype from that. I definitely feel like I am not one to buy too much into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to get too uh, too taken in. Although we saw how that worked out with fucking Bird Box. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I another question that I know you're going to be like, I can't fucking answer that. Why would you ask that? Is John Wick Chapter 2 the greatest action sequel of all time? The greatest action sequel of all time? Because there are people saying, assuming, there's a big assumption that the third one's going to be good, that this will be in the best, like, cons- this will be in the conversation for best trilogies ever for any movie franchise, hmm. which is tough because at yes. some point it slips up. I mean, the original Star Wars trilogy, right? Yeah. And the Return of the Jedi is not, it's, it's not as good as the first two, right? By any means. Godfather 3 is an abomination consider, you know, compared to the first two. Back to the Future 3, as much as you love it, most people do not like it. Yeah. So when you start getting into trilogies, it's tough, man, to, to keep that that fluidity through the first or through the whole series. By all accounts, 1 and 2 of John Wick, chapter 1, chapter 2 are, are pretty equal in quality. I agree. Do you think it's up there for like the best action sequel of all time? Part 2? Mhm. That would be the sequel. 
Yeah, I think so, because it didn't actually feel, it felt just as good as the first one. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's like a money grab. No, right? It doesn't feel like they were just like, hey, we're just going to mail this in and do it. Right. Right. There's a yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that obviously does that, and that's the immediate concern anytime there's an, a sequel to something that's really good. Always, right. always. I mean, I like Die Hard too. It's awful. Yeah, <laughs> I the, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not good. The standout example for that for me is Kingsman. Oh, dude, Kingsman yeah. too. Because one was was you know amazing, sneaky yeah. good, came out of nowhere. Two was awful. I think that Kingsman, for whatever reason, had a really had a chance to be kind of John Wick-ish where it redefined kind of the the action genre, even though it only came out like a year, I think a year or two, maybe just the next year from from John Wick. Yeah. And I love, love Kingsman, um, where one. Kingsman 1, where that obviously is a graphic novel. Yeah. It feels like a graphic novel. It's very, very stylized. Kingsman 2 is fucking trash. Yeah. It's, un, it's, it's borderline unwatchable. Yep. And how they're making a third one with like a different cast is beyond me. I'm assuming because Kingsman 2 made a ton of money. Um, crazy. It's not good at yeah, all. It was really bad. At all, yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Yeah, I would say John Wick is, is, is I would I'd lean more towards 87%, so I would say it's properly rated. Um, based on probably when it came out, it was probably underrated a little bit, um, but I didn't see it as soon as it came out. You know, I didn't see it for like a year. Hmm. Um, because just like you, I thought it was going to be terrible. Nicolette was like, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. Um, and I was wrong because it is very good. It's very good. Very good. Anything else you want to add to this, buddy? Uh, the only thing that I would add in terms of things that I appreciated from the movie a lot was, is like just the, the amount of like grittiness that there was, which we talked a bit about. Keanu Reeves does a lot of his own stunts, as I understand, right? Like his own stunt work, mm-hmm. choreography and Correct. stuff. That stuff is all amazing. And there was a ton of legitimate um, judo and jiu-jitsu in both movies. Yeah. Which which is, I don't know, there's a cool factor there. Sure. Yeah, it helps with the like making it feel sort of real. Because they're all they're all like actual moves that they're doing. A lot of really good hip throws. and Yeah, from what I read, he, he learned to do that or at least... Uh, studied it pretty pretty hardcore pretty thoroughly for like four or five months yeah and i guess he knows and again i don't know how truthful this is but i guess he's he's a little versed in martial arts i don't know what version but they specifically didn't want him to to continue the ones he knew they wanted him to learn like jujitsu throws yeah yeah specific things yeah more using, I guess, like body weight and, and whatnot. Right, because there's like a lot of wrestling on the ground yeah. as you're like fighting over stuff, yeah. which which lends itself well to jiu-jitsu, a lot of arm bars and triangles and stuff. Yeah, when you watch the, you can watch a lot of videos of him like learning this stuff. It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I appreciate it. All right, dude. Well, again, this was fun. This is probably going to be the last one we're going to do in person for a while. So that makes me sad on the inside mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, maybe we should just stop the podcast. Maybe this should just be the last one. Shut it down, huh? Yeah. All right. DQ tonight? No, man, I'm done. You're done. I can't do it. We did it three times. We did do it three times. All right, man. Well, like I said, I, I appreciate you being on all the time. You uh, give me a little bit of, little bit of your spare time to, to do this. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Thanks uh, for listening, guys. Uh, as always, I, I implore you to, to give us some reviews on iTunes. We could really use some five-star reviews. I would appreciate it. It helps us move the podcast along a little bit. Uh, and we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. What's really hood, bitch?